and welcome everybody to another episode of the games list this is episode four here this is pretty cool that we've been doing this for a month um i'm your host joseph yaden and today with me i've got josh nichols hey and i've got chris penwell this month has gone very fast yeah it has it's like i mean we all have busy lives and you know you've got school and work and you know just all this stuff you know plus the podcast plus all the game of the year stuff it's just it's nuts man like you know when you're a kid and you're like i want time to go faster i want to be an adult look at this and then now it's just like you know now i gotta pay taxes and go to work like (laughs) (laughs) so how's everybody doing today Uh, pretty good tired christmas shopping you know busy that kind of thing but you know fun good christmas shopping ugh I went to Target the other day, and it was just madness, man. That's just, where we were at. It was nuts. Just just it's like, it's like everybody decided to go out that day, and like I don't know if they had like a crazy sale or something. Just crazy. The man. worst is Walmart on like a Saturday, like oh, even if Walmart. it's not around Christmas. Just period. It's awful. Nah, not a fan of Walmart. Yeah. Um, Chris, how are things? I'm going well, man. Uh, just finished a really tough exam, and I have one more to go, and then I'm done with school. So, what was the exam? Excited. What do you got? Uh, so it was uh, introductory psychology, and it was insane, like how much uh, material I had to cover. It was very huh. scientific, and that's not how my mind works. So it was very challenging. And, was it just? Uh, was it? Was it, all right? So I'm not. I don't know anything about that. Was it just like you read the book and then it asks you a question about what was in the book, or is it like critical thinking kind of deal? Um, a little bit of both. Um, you have to huh. think a bit more about the information that you're given in the textbook and, and like apply it to different. Kind of yeah, deal. yeah. To apply it from like two different chapters together. Um, oh, it, but I I did well. So I'm I'm pretty happy and I'm I'm thrilled that I'm almost over. <laughs> Man, when you get out of there, there's going to be just it's a weird combination of feelings. There's I'm like I'm feeling it already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. But it a part of it is like a weight lifted off your shoulders, obviously, because you're done. Yeah. But then it's also. Oh man, I have to get a real job, and I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> I'm so used to being a student; it's gonna be tough to yeah, yeah, to yeah. And, then, and every like, if you're a student, you get like all these perks, whatever. Like, you know, people are like, "What do you do?" Oh, I'm a student. Oh, okay, that's cool. Like, they kind of just give you the benefit of the doubt. But when you're like, "Oh, I just graduated." Oh, really? Oh, well, how about that job you're supposed to be getting? <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, yeah. so welcome to College Cast, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. Anyhow, um, so today we have a, a fantastic show, of course, and um, we're going to be talking about some stuff. So we've got um, some news on the plate here. We've got a little bit of uh, Witcher and Monster Hunter to talk about, um, some information about Detroit, an interesting thing that happened with Metro Exodus, and Kanye West, the rapper, wants to find Hideo Kojima for some reason. I don't know why. I'll figure that out <laughs> That's later. my favorite one, just because, like, why? We don't know. So yeah, random. Why? Yeah. yeah. Um, and today's um, special topic is that we're going to be going through our favorite game soundtracks, which is something that I really, really enjoy talking about it. But I'm, I'm kind of excited to hear what Chris has to say, because Chris seems to be pretty, like, up to date with that kind of thing. He did his homework. He, he got yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, like I'm just a, on. like <laughs> well, well, I'm just kind of a guy who's just like I like it. It sounds good. I like the thing. And Chris is just like very in depth, and he's like a, he like talks about it like a musician. He like so sets the fun. stage. He's like, look, measure five, six, eight time. The tempo's <laughs> yeah, picking exactly. up, <laughs> and it's good because this. And, and I'm, I'm like, like, I, I like, like Pokemon's music. It sounds cool. Yeah, it makes me happy. <laughs> um, and then we're gonna be rounding out the show. <laughs> 
And then we're going to be rounding out the show with what we've been playing, of course. So, do you guys want to get into some news? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, the first news story here. Um, so, okay. This is about Monster Hunter. And I think, before we even get into it, I just want to point out that Monster Hunter World is fantastic. And it is on my Game of the Year list. I don't know about you guys. But if, you, if you're listening to this and you like like grindy sort of just like action rpgs and you haven't played monster hunter what are you doing um so let's see here this is a little article from uh polygon and this is that monster hunter world expansion iceborne will be launching in fall of 2019 so we're about a year out on that that's that's very Um, far away (laughs) yeah it is but i guess it's a huge expansion so i'm not going to read this whole thing but this is um from uh, allegra frank and uh here we go uh quote an expansion for monster hunter world is set to launch next fall capcom announced today set for all available platforms ps4 windows pc and xbox one the edition is called iceborne iceborne will tell the will tell a story that follows directly after the end of monster hunter world's campaign introducing new weapons quests environmental or environments and monsters as the name implies expect a lot of cold weather to befall the world too end quote uh well you know it just kind of goes on about that now one thing that's interesting about this is, from what I understand, it is... Okay, so uh, typically with the Monster Hunter games, there's Monster Hunter X, whatever it's called, 4, 3, whatever. And then they always put out another one, like, ultimate version of that. Well, like, this is kind of like that. So it's like a really big expansion, from what I understand. Um, have any of you guys dabbled in the Monster Hunter series? Um, I haven't yet. I downloaded the Xbox as a trial right now, where, like, for, for like, the 12th to, like, tomorrow night, you can play it for free and check it out. So I downloaded that to check it out. Um, I, it, it definitely looks appealing to me. I liked 3 Ultimate on the 3DS, so I oh, think yeah. I'll like this. This looks like they fixed a lot of little, tiny modernization complaints I had, you know, with, like, um... Just, you know, little, little quality of life changes. It, it looks like it has those. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to get yeah. it. It looks cool. I just haven't gotten it yet. But the DLC looks really exciting, and I'm glad they're still supporting oh, yeah. it. And it made me very happy at the Game Awards when they got the award. Their reaction was just so sweet <laughs> and heartfelt. They were like, you know, just thanks for having us here. And then I remember him saying something like, when we made this game, we were intending to, like, this was our plan was to be on this stage. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it made me really happy. It, it's just, you know, it looks great. The... The happiness with the developer is just very infectious. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Chris? Have you dabbled with the Monster Hunter series at all? Um, I've only put my feet in the water, really. Like, I haven't really dabbled in, in it that much. Uh, oh, I tried okay. a bit what of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. I tried oh, a bit three. of Monster Hunter Stories. But the, the thing for me is just that I, I just prefer action RPGs with a big story, like an engaging story, and this doesn't have it for me. So it's, yeah. This one, the gameplay is kind of more the focus, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and... So I think World does the best job of including a story. Um, like it's you're not really gonna care that much, honestly. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just ah, there's a bad monster coming to destroy the town, and yeah. you need to make it not do that. <laughs> like that's basically the story. I mean, maybe that's reductive, but yeah, at the end of the day, the the main focus is the. It's the like the loop. plot of Godzilla, kind of, but just 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 change a little bit. Yeah, kind of. But um, I think World does the best job of that, and like you were saying, Josh, I think World really does a good job of sort of streamlining it because the older Monster Hunter games were sort of cumbersome. Dude, my biggest on... complaint with Three Ultimate was, hey, what if this didn't control like shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So I think that alone is going to increase my enjoyment of uh, of World. Right. And the and the thing with the with the 3ds version is like unless you had the 
uh, circle pad pro with or yeah the circle pad like basically like you were you were sort of like z targeting yeah which... like i still had fun with it but it was just it was it, it, it was it was distracting you know having right. to play like that um and i remember reading about the claw on the psp version yeah that worked too i always enjoy reading about the claw <laughs> it, yeah it's just not that comfortable but anyway uh, the iceborne um dlc will be coming in autumn of 2019 which yeah that is unusual for them to announce dlc that far out my guess, guess is one reason that they might have announced my guess is they probably gonna announce it in the spring but then they won't yeah, get they, they won the they said award. they said it's gonna come in the spring um, so, no, no, so there's going to be oh, more okay. details in the spring. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I was saying, uh, I bet they yeah. would have just announced it in the spring. But I'm sure because they won an award, they probably thought, well, let's tease it a little earlier since, you know, the iron's hot. That's my guess. I don't know. Yeah, this is this is what Polygon says. Unfortunately, uh, oh yeah, uh, Capcom won't have more m- much more to say until the spring, according to the live stream during which it made the announcement. Yeah, So well, yeah. that's fine. Um, and then sort of uh, bouncing off of that... Uh, with some more Monster Hunter news here, um, the Witcher's Geralt is coming to Monster Hunter World, which is really freaking cool. Because at the beginning of The Witcher Three, you like go on that hunt for the Griffin. Spoilers. And when I was like killing the Griffin, I'm like, this is like Monster Hunter, but it looks better. <laughs> so, so this is gonna be really. It cool. seems like so a really gonna... natural inclusion. Like this guy yeah, does this anyway. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got another article pulled here for uh, from Polygon, just really quickly here. Um, this is from Michael McWhorter. I probably butchered Michael McWhorter. Yeah, McWhorter. Yeah, um, and uh, it just says, "quote uh, Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher is coming to Monster Hunter World next year." Unlike other crossovers from Monster Hunter World, Capcom and CD Projekt Red's collaboration is more than just a costume. Geralt will be a playable character, and the game will send players on, quote, Witcher-inspired quests, which, which like, oh, that might be right up your alley, Chris, in terms of story. Because that I, sounds I good thought, to me. <laughs> yeah, I always thought the, the, the stories in Witcher were, like, fantastic, you know? Um, so just a little bit more here. In an announcement, uh, CD Projekt Red said that Geralt, uh, that the Geralt cameo in Monster Hunter World will, quote, offer a unique gameplay experience blending RPG mechanics of the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt with Monster Hunter World's game systems. Players will get to utilize Geralt's, quote, signature fighting style, seamlessly blending swordplay, combat magic, and an assortment of monster hunting equipment, end quote. Um, so yeah. I think if you're going to jump in, I think jumping in with this Geralt expansion will be your best bet. This is how you're going to get me. This is this yeah. is how they're going to get me. I, I, I am curious. Again, I've, I haven't played Monster Hunter World yet, so this might be a dumb question. But um, is this like a timed thing, or is this like a downloadable DLC you can do it at any time once it releases? Um, so, what it, so from the article here, it says it's just coming in early 2019. Um, it... I th- this is separate from the big expansion, you know? Right, right. But I mean, like, the, the other forward. little, like, tie-ins they did, were those, like, a timed thing? Or were those, like, you can oh, download them? Oh, I see. Them? Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. This is the second major crossover within the span of a few months. Okay, no, that's not it. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about, like, the length of time. Were the or... other kind of little tie-ins they did? Were those, like, t- were those, like, timed? Or were those... Yeah, they were, but it's just kind of unclear on what this Yeah, I wonder if this is going to be the same thing or not. I don't know. Because, like... I see what you're saying, like, you know, if it's time, then it kind of gives people an incentive to jump on and play right away, and the whole community plays together, but then it goes away, which sucks, right? So, like... I, I like that sense of community, yeah, but I don't like it when it goes away, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of tough to balance, so we'll see what happens with that. 
Uh, but yeah, let's let's move on here. Um, so this is kind of cool, and this is I, I think Josh might be really happy about this. Um, Quantic Dreams uh, game, or here, here we go. Quantic Dreams game Detroit is the fastest selling game they've ever had, which is I think really awesome. Um, I mean, it just kind of shows how that company has progressed and how their games have progressed. So I've got a, a tweet here from the Quantic D, uh, Quantic Dream uh, Twitter page. Uh, it says, quote, Detroit PS4 is our fastest selling game to date. We would like to thank our incredibly vibrant community, PlayStation, our highly talented team, of course, and the Connor Army, <laughs> I guess that's the hashtag Connor Army, um, for allowing us to reach this milestone of 2 million units sold on PS4 in just five months. That's freaking awesome. I'm really happy about that. Especially for the kind of game it is, it's not going to have the same kind of appeal as like, you know, a blockbuster shooter or whatever, you know. Yeah, and that's so. I feel like there's a lot of people who really like those games, but you know, and they're a loud community, but they're a small community, right? Like, you know, you never see those games breaking sales records or anything like that. So it is really cool to see that you know Detroit is their fastest selling game, and I yeah, I mean, I hope I hope it continues to sell, and I hope this can fund their next project. Um, but yeah, it just you know, it, it gets kind of weird when you think about sort of what was going on at that studio, if any of that's true or not. You know, I was pre- I, mean, I was curious too, so I looked it up. Uh, looks like Heavy Rain hit f- uh, 5.3 million units as of like, um, well, it came out in like 2010 or something. So right, right. But what I'm saying like is that yeah. it took that long to get that. So for the fact that right. this hit two million units in a couple months is you know that's that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just goes to show, like, you know, the install base of the PS4 plus, like, I think Sony did an okay job at marketing that game. I mean... It yeah, just, and I don't just... think Quantum Dream or Sony realized it could have reached the appeal that it did, you know? I think that's probably a surprise to them as well. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty much, I think, tough this year with all the PlayStation games that were out. Like, yeah. to, to give something like Detroit... Uh, it's it's time to shine kind of deal when they've got, you know, Spider-Man and God of War and even third parties like Call of Duty. Um, it's just, it, it, I'm happy to see that. Um, so, oh, and uh, Chris, I don't remember if you told us this or not. Did you actually get to play Detroit? I finished Detroit and oh, I loved good. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Because I, I, I knew um, Josh was really into it. But yeah, I, I, I really in, enjoyed Detroit. Um, and yeah. I, I haven't played the other games. I'll just say that, but I really... Oh, you've not played. So... All right, I I am like a really loud supporter of Beyond, and I know a lot of people. Oh, ah! I know a lot oh. of people aren't wild about that game, and I usually get that reaction that Chris just gave when I say <laughs> I like I like Beyond, and it's not like it's not like I like I like Beyond for what it is. No, like I think that's a really good game. Like I I don't know like when people tell me they don't like it, I'm like, did we play the same game? What? <laughs> I, I, I so, heard that it's better to play the PS4, too, because, like, it. I haven't played it. All I know is, like, the PS3 version, it took place, like, out of order. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Tarantino-type um, thing, whereas the PS4 version, like, you you have the option to play it in order if you want. Yeah. So the thing with that is, man, this is going to get... <laughs> well, let, let's not touch too much on this, but basically, really quickly, um, the, the game starts, and it's Ellen Page, and she's, like, telling the story of what happened... But she's like her memory is like kind of messed up a little bit, and so oh, she just okay. kind of she just like recalls things like as they pop into her head. Like that oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean that okay, so, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like I, that's why it's told out of order. I, 
I don't know, like, how important that is in the grand scheme of things. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's kind of jarring that it's told out of order. But for me, I think it's kind of fun. Like, you play it all out of order, and then you get to the end, and, like, you finish it, whatever, What you make whatever decision. And then you, like, kind of go back, and, you're, and you, like, think about, oh, okay, so this was when this happened. This It's, like, kind of fun to, like, piece it together. Yeah, you know? yeah, kind of like, like Pulp Fiction and, and, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And, and I, um, I should add, I intend to play Heavy Rain and Beyond. I just haven't. Like, they're, they're games I want to play. They look appealing to me. Yeah, and you can get them on PS4 right now. Um, Chris, why do you hate Beyond so much? Let's just... Oh boy! Uh, okay, <laughs> so I don't really care much for the characters. In the, Chris, you're in like, how much beyond? time we got? Yeah, um, <laughs> the 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 story did feel disjoint to me in a really jarring way, like you said. Uh, yeah, no, I feel you, man. It's yeah, it's it, it's a, the, it was just cringy to me. Like I, I I finished it. Don't get me wrong, I finished it. So. I must have kind of liked it, but it's... It I'm curious. Like, so, Joseph... It's if you, their if, worst if you and, kind of, like, project, for sure. If you and Chris had to, like, give it, like, a, 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 a one out of five rating, like, where are you guys at on it? Oh, uh, man, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> I, I think it's, like, a four. Chris, sounds like you're more like a three. Like, enjoyable, but flawed. No, he, he's three. pretty down on it. Three. Oh, a three? It's decent. It's, it's just decent. not that interesting. Okay. Well, well, maybe that's a that that'd be a fun topic for a show like yeah. games games we all like don't like but like one of us likes and like defend this game kind of thing. <laughs> I think we should all replay that, or for my case, the first time, and then we should do a separate episode where we drink a whole bunch before we oh record and we just fight yeah. and argue and yell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. So anyway. I don't want to go through another eight hours of drivel. Thanks. Like, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so so anyway, moral of the story is Detroit sold pretty well. Uh, <laughs> which is good. Um, good good game good game yeah um so another thing that happened this week that i thought i i we don't usually see this is that uh, the release date for metro exodus got pushed up not pushed back it, it's coming out sooner. yeah that's very rare we never see like oh hey I this comes out sooner i think i can maybe recall one or two other instances of that happening i can't remember the game of course but um so this is an article i pulled from playstation lifestyle uh which i'm now writing news for so you know no no bias there or anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is from my buddy uh aiden simmons um it says quote it looks like metro exodus is not only moving right along it may actually be ahead of schedule 4A Games and Deep Silver announced that Metro Exodus has officially gone gold, meaning that development is essentially finished. Now it's all ready to be sent to manufacturers so it can be pushed out to retailers. However, you'll see Metro Exodus on store shelves a little earlier as its release date has been pushed up by a week. Uh, It now launches on February 15th, 2019 instead of February 22nd, end quote. Um, So it just goes on. There's like a tweet from them and everything. Um, So the main takeaway I got from this is... Maybe not so much that, oh, it's done and blah, blah, blah. It's, hey, let's get the hell out of the way of February 22nd. Because um, that day was pretty crowded. Uh, there were, you know, I mean, here, we can look it up here. But, yeah, that I, I think more game developers should or publishers, whatever, should start doing that. Just because, I mean, there are some games that you need to get out of the way of, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, I mean, is this something you guys are into? Or, like, what's, what do you, how do you feel about this? Um, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played the first two, but I own them and want to. So I won't get this day one, but I, I definitely was excited. I think it was an, it was revealed during like Xbox's E3 conference like yeah, uh, last, last year. year. Yeah, it looked really exciting. Yeah. I was really, really like, it, I'm gonna play that. It looks great. 
Um, I'll probably won't get it at launch because I want to finish the first two, of course, first. But I'm sure I'll grab it next year. It looks really, really good. And the level yeah, and of polish but, looks way, way high. And what's your opinion of, like, you know, game release dates and, like, how sometimes, like, it seems like publishers are just, like, sending their games to die. Like, I don't I mean, like that. Like, after everything Crackdown 3 has been through, you guys are going to throw it in the middle of all that? Like, come on, Xbox. Maybe you know? I've done that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so originally, on February uh, 22nd, uh, there were a bunch of games uh, coming out. It was Metro Exodus. It was Crackdown 3 anthem and days gone right that's nuts yeah so like i think it's smart that they all kind of scatter like some of them scattered you know to sort of lighten that day up because oh man that would have been so bad for some of those games like i mean crackdown 3 presumably would do okay right but like who knows man so i was i was laughing when uh black ops 4 got removed they were like "Ooh, red dead's coming out let's move this over a little bit yeah yeah, because I mean, yeah, that's it's it's a bummer because everything should be experienced that was worth experiencing regardless of what else is happening at the same time. But you know, it gets right. tricky. It's like when do you release this? Do you delay it so fans have to wait longer? Do you move it forward and risk polish being you know not being that? Yeah, it's it's a tricky situation. Mm-hmm. And um, and Chris, do you think this is a good idea? Like, do you think that um, like do you think they could use that extra week, or do you think like it's probably a good idea to get out of the way of the of that date? Um, I think it's a good idea to get out that day. Um, Anthem's probably going to be a huge release, and Crackdown Three is, uh, it's it's a thing, yeah. <laughs> oh God! Um, but that poor uh, game. Days, so days Gone got pushed back to April, so right. that that joint as also joining Metro. But I think it's important that these games get sparsed out, um, so they can get their own audience. You know, like it, it's just odd to me to have these games released on the same day. There's, like, no reason for it. No, I mean, it's not. There's no reason. The, the no. consumer has a limited amount of dollars and a limited amount of time. Yeah. Why put four big games out on the same day? Like, it just doesn't make any I sense. S- I still remember when, because, uh, of course, Microsoft was involved with the marketing and the release date for Rise of the Tomb Raider because they, you know, helped uh, oh, pay for God. it. And I remember uh, when they stood by their decision to have it released the same day as Fallout 4 because, oh, and they're right, God. they are different games and potentially different audiences. There might be some shared in there too, but they're different games, different genres, etc. But I was like, yeah, but still, you got sixty bucks. You're going to buy a game. Which one are you going to buy? You're probably going to buy Fallout Four, and that's and not looks- that's not fair to Tomb Raider because it's you know it's great on its own merits. Yeah, and Tomb Raider reviewed extremely well the second one, um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, that game was fantastic, and like nobody was playing it, nobody talked about it because Fallout Four came out. Like how I just, I mean, I'm not a businessman. I, maybe I'm not. This isn't my place to say that I think that's stupid, but I think that's stupid. <laughs> well, no, I'm because it's yeah, the f- uh, financial quarter. That's basically my yeah. What I think. But, yeah, yeah it's be. probably driven by some dumb marketing decision, but it ends up biting biting them in the ass anyway because it's going to hurt sales. And that first window of impression can be very, you know, important. Mm-hmm. So right, yeah, they so, could have moved that over a week, and it probably would have helped sales for Tomb Raider. You know, yeah. So we're going to be uh, playing that one a little bit early. So that is awesome to hear. I wish more, uh, more studios would do that if, if they are able to. Um, so final news story this week. You know, at the end of the year, it gets kind of <laughs> slower and perhaps some outlets scrounge around for news. But not us. We've got some, some really <laughs> hard-hitting news. <laughs> some hard-hitting news here. Um, no, this was just a funny thing that I, I just last minute added here. All right. So... The rapper Kanye West wants to find Kojima. That's it. That's all. That's that's the headline. 
Um, so I've got an article here from, uh, this is an IGN article from uh, my buddy Seth Macy. Um, shout out to Seth Macy, by the way. He is really awesome. He is, like, I met him at E3, and he is just such a nice guy. So, yeah. Anyway, um, Seth Macy says, quote, Kanye West, currently in New York City and fresh off his micro beef with Drake last night, I don't know what any of that means, is now turning his attention to finding the whereabouts of legendary game uh, designer Hideo Kojima. Kojima is currently visiting New York City himself, uh, and Kanye took to Twitter to try to nail down his location. And then, so this is a tweet from Kanye West that says, quote, Heard Hideo Kojima is in NY. We need to meet. Does anyone know where he is or how to contact him? That's it. And so, uh, <laughs> so then that's weird and, and interesting in and of itself. But then even more interesting on top of that is, um, Jeff Keighley, the producer and host and sort of mastermind of the Game Awards, uh, responded to that tweet saying, quote, I got ya. What? <laughs> what? 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 What planet are we living on? What is this? And um, so then... Let's see. Let's finish out the article here. Uh, this is still from Seth Macy. Uh, quote, No one knows exactly why Kanye is looking for Kojima. It could be... He wants to work on something with the creator of Metal Gear. Perhaps Kanye wants to co collaborate musically, or maybe he just thinks Kojima is cool and wants to meet him. Same. Um, regardless of the reason, Kanye and Kojima's uh, con contributions to their respective arts cannot be denied. And then it goes on a little bit more. Um, I don't even know what to make of this. <laughs> this is just really weird. <laughs> Uh, I mean, do you guys have any insight? I mean, <laughs> I, I want to know what happens. Ideas? I'm excited for this. This could be cool. I'm interested. Um, I want to yeah. know if Kanye's actually got something that he's like really wanting to talk about, or if he was just kind of like smoking something. Like, I need to go hang out with Kojima. I don't know, but well, um, <laughs> if if it's just him wanting to hang out with him, I don't blame him. Yeah, right. I mean, he seems like a pretty cool guy. I know he said uh, he's off his meds now. He's been off his meds for six months. This is the real him. So, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, so, so like, I, I don't think this would be much of a story if it was just uh, Kanye West saying, I would, you know, where's Kojima? I'd like to hang out with him. But the fact that Jeff Keighley responded with, I got ya. I don't know, man. Is there, like, a special, like, weird game in development right now that we all... I wonder if Jeff, like, texted Kojima and was like, uh, hey, I just saw this. And then I wonder if Kojima was like, all right, yeah, let him know. Uh, let's, let's get that happening. Um, huh. I don't know. I wonder if Kanye is just wanting to see if he can be involved, you know, on his respective front with so maybe he just wants to produce some music or uh, maybe he could produce it. music for Death Stranding. That would yeah. be cool. Or like, like if it's like a totally other like, do you remember what was that game? Um, it was like a fighting rap game. Um, Def Jam. Def Jam. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so like, what if? OK. All right. Hear me out. This, I'm uh, pulling this out of my ass. Here we go. So it's Kojima directing the next Def Jam, and it's like all these rappers, in it, but it's like a fighting <laughs> game, right? And no, I'm serious. And um, and and so you've got Kanye West, and then Snoop Dogg is a is an unlockable character, and a bunch of other ones. I don't know any rappers, so I, I'm not. The, I'm not I really the want some. <laughs> I really want some micro beef too. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I, my suspicion is that it'll just be nothing, but I'd like to think that it's some crazy. I'm with you though. The fact that Jeff Cayley is like, you know what? Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about it. like that. That makes it interesting. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, so that is basically it for the news. You can tell 
it's a, sm- a slow news week when we're talking about hypothetical Kanye West maybe, possibly, perhaps meeting with Kojima for maybe Def Jam reboot. I don't know. So we'll find out what happens with that. But we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about our favorite game soundtracks. And Chris is going to lay down the law. On some oh, boy. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> no I'll pressure. try my best. Oh, and, and, and by the way, you have to do it all in your Texas accent, by the way. So just keep that in mind. Um, we'll be back shortly. Thanks for sticking with, with us. All right. I'll be back. everybody we are back thank you for being here with us and we're going to be talking about our favorite game soundtrack so we're going to do this how we normally do we're going to each sort of you know say one that we're fond of and then just kind of take turns um so yeah uh these are just our favorite game soundtracks not what we think is the best objectively or anything like that um so yeah let's start with you chris you seem like you're pretty into this kind of thing i'm not as educated with soundtracks but i am curious to hear what you have to say so what's your first game that you want to talk about and you know what what about that soundtrack do you like um so uh the l scrolls five skyrim by jeremy (laughs) so yeah i'm not gonna do that all the way uh yeah, yeah um this this soundtrack's just mystical um and what's the game again for the people who couldn't understand oh sorry (laughs) <laughs> Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yes. Yeah. So the soundtrack is mystical. It's uh, wonderful to listen to as you're going through the huge world of Skyrim. Um, tracks like Far Horizons um, are epic in scale, and the, it, it just um, tells you how vast it is just through its musicality. Um, yeah. Yeah, and one... like it, it's. I think it's important for like in a game that. that that's that big to have sort of this music that sort of uh you know mirrors that right like that replicates mm-hmm. that and it's it's just so calm and beautiful you know um even like there's a lot of chaos going on in the world like you're in the middle of wilderness and you're just taking it all in and, it's just, and that yeah, menu like screen man right <laughs> yeah. when you boot it up it yeah. lets you know you're about to just have the best time ever like it's just so epic that chanting you know that it's yeah, yeah. it's great. Oh yeah, I do oh, like the that. Dragon Ball chanting. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Great. And then you you blow somebody away with your breath. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's just the ep- most epic thing to get a dragon breath because of the music. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm with you on that. I yeah. so I I don't usually think about Skyrim in terms of its music, but now that you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, that game does have pretty good music. I'm with you on that. Um, it's and... the perfect, um, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier, but it's the perfect music to study to because it's just so calm and so oh, interesting. So what do you have like a, you know, a playlist of it or something on your phone? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just listened to it on Spotify. Um, oh, it's on Spotify. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh we'll include a link, uh, if there's, uh, any links to like Spotify. Uh, yeah. With these soundtracks. Yeah. We were discussing if we should put the song actually in the Dude, there's so much good music from games on Spotify. Like, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but so but we didn't want to include any songs on the episode just because of weird copyright stuff. I don't I don't want to yeah. get in trouble with that. But I also want to point out the Streets of White Run as well. It has a beautiful use of the choir and the piano and the strings. It just just puts me at ease. I just love it. Yeah. Oh, and White Run, that's a that's yeah. one of the towns, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, I, I, man, it's been so long since I've played that game. I can't. I'm like vaguely. Oh, you should replay it. It, it. it holds up. I haven't. I haven't I finished it before, but I played like a shitload of it, like on 360, Xbox One, uh, Switch, and I'm about to play the PSVR version soon. I just need to find time to do it. Get the remaster mm. on PS4, and you'll be hooked back in again. I, I swear. I have it on Switch. I just haven't really spent that much time. Oh, with it. okay. Yeah, but I, I prefer everything if it's you know if it's portable. I so. can't. Oh, I need to get that on Switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you won't see me for weeks. Oh man. Um. So yeah, that's cool. I like I said. Now that you're talking about that, I'm like, oh yeah, good music. Um. Okay. So for me, um. I don't know, like I said, I'm not going to be able to get as in-depth as, as Chris is. Uh, but, okay, one of my favorite games of all time, or one of my favorite series, is the Hotline Miami series. And I, like, okay, for the people who don't know about that game, basically it's like a top-down, I guess, brawler slash shooter. But brawler is like, it, you use melee combat, and it's really fast. And so you're, like, going through these, like, rooms and you're just, like, bashing people's heads in really quickly. You're, like, shooting them. Like, it's just crazily violent. But the music to it is so freaking catchy. And it it perfectly, it, like, goes together perfectly with the idea of being a mass murderer. Like, it's... Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like, like it, it's, like, I don't know, man. Like, there's, there's certain sounds that, like, sort of bring out this primal element and yeah, like when I'm playing and I'm just like in the zone because you have to be like pinpoint accurate with this because one hit kills you. Um, you're like running through this corridor or whatever and, you, and you've got this like rhythm down. And then it, it almost at times feels like a music game because of how the music is entwined with the game and like the gameplay. Um, it's not like Guitar Hero or anything like that, but it's more of something almost like sound shapes in a way where like... The, the music doesn't inherently like affect the gameplay but it it feels like it does you know and oh man some of those tracks are so freaking catchy like they're on spotify um so on here i've got um these are just some artists so there's one uh carpenter brut at b-r-u-t i don't know <laughs> but and then my favorite is moon it's m and then what's that thing the line thing i don't know it's m space line whatever that line thing i don't i'm doing a bad job of explaining this it's moon, M-O-M space O-O, M space O space O space N. Anyway, um, and then a band called, or a group called Scattle. Um, and yeah, if you're into like, just like awesome, like sort of like electronic, like sort of techno music, and you also are a serial killer, then, <laughs> then you might be. Then, <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to hide, Joseph? I know. Oh my, I would be the worst serial killer. I would be so <laughs> bad at it. Even if I wanted, even if that was like my life, I'd be like apologizing the whole killer. time. Like I'm really sorry for cutting your head off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to eat you. Anyway, um, this got jeez. Oh, um, so yeah, no, I I I really like the soundtrack. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Josh, what's a game you wanted to talk about? <laughs> um, so same thing as you. Uh, I didn't do all my homework like Chris did. I just was like thinking last night, like what soundtracks do I really like? Um. So, uh, a soundtrack I really, really like that I find myself listening to on Spotify a lot is, uh, VVVVVV by, uh, he goes by, like, was it Soli? But his name's Magnus, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Pauson? It's got the little, like, uh, circle above the A, so I don't know what that means. But his music is great. I really like it. Uh, VVVVVV, 
is uh, if for those unfamiliar with it, it's um it's a really interesting platform that kind of has a a graphical aesthetic from like a Commodore sixty four game. Um, it's 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 really great. Um, it's it's really fun. Uh, basically, the way it works is you don't jump in that game. You hit the jump button and you end up going into the ceiling or going to the floor or of course something in between. And so it creates some really interesting challenges in platforming because not only is it not what you're used to, but it's it's it, it's it, it's very puzzly. But yeah, it's a great game. I finished it at 3DS uh, a couple of years ago and really enjoyed it. And then I'm playing through it the Switch here and there as well, but not um, very. Um... Oh, I was gonna ask about that if it's on yeah, Switch. it's on Switch it... and it's it's great. Yeah. Um. Huh. And so, and what's the music? The like? music's just it's it's very like chip tuney and retroy, but it's just it's it's oh. it's so good. It's it's on Spotify and I would assume other streaming platforms too. But it just it's very energetic, and it just it it really expertly helps uh communicate like kind of the emotions of everything going on but just with beeps and st- you know what i mean like it's just really cool how it's able yeah. to kind of drive you forward but also you know show like oh this is a really intense situation this is a really uh um mysterious situation like it's just it's i i could never imagine playing that with the sound off it's it, it like almost like mario where like the music's just that uh, almost integral i think to the to just it's just it's part of the experience it's really fun um yeah, yeah. it's it's great and and what should people search on spotify if they want to find some uh, the soundtrack's called pppppp i forgot oh it's because every song starts with a uh the, the letter p like every song title just oh. like vvvvvv so um every character basically you're saving six your six people from your your crew when you get stranded and every character's name starts with the v that's why it's called that um and then yeah every song and the soundtrack starts with letter p so it's pppppp but um okay that's yeah funny. <laughs> yeah all right so it's it's great um, though definitely check it out i think somebody could find a join me in that in that even if they didn't like the game it's just it's fun yeah yeah that sounds especially if you're into sort of the chiptune yeah. stuff um all right uh chris what's the next game you wanted to talk about um yeah i'll talk about gravity rush by kohei tanaka uh, i really want to play I... that it looks really cool Oh, please do. Uh, there's a remastered version on PS4, um, and whenever I play it, I just get hooked and, and play it again. <laughs> play um, it on the Vita where it belongs. I don't think I'm allowed nah, to. I missed it's the It's bad boat. on the PS4. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Um, yeah, just the visuals that look great on the PS4, and uh, I don't know, just, I feel like I get less sick while playing it. But anyway, yeah. um, on the onto the music, uh, I think the, the soundtrack's... Vri- very uh it's got a lot of personality to it um it's very jazz inspired the battle theme is exciting bombastic and it keeps the action going um and it it it's also very whimsical which i enjoy as well um which you don't get in many games it's, yeah. it's kind of like a whimsical superhero kind of game like, i just love it I- I'm, you had me at jazz yeah i love oh. i love some jazz so is it more like like sort of like smooth like slow jazz or like more upbeat it's fast yeah oh it's good fast. good 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 yeah that's awesome yeah that sounds really cool and and you're talking about the first gravity rush right yes the first gravity rush so okay. i tried playing gravity rush 2 and i just couldn't get into it couldn't hmm. get into it didn't away yeah, and so do you know what people can search on Spotify if they want to find it? If not, it's okay. I but... don't think it's on Spotify, but I can okay. just double check. Yeah, yeah, because I'd like to, if, if people want to check out some of this music we're talking about, I'd like if they would be able to find it. 
For sure. Um, I imagine if you maybe just search Gravity Rush on on Spotify, if it's there, it would pop up maybe. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gravity Rush is interesting. It's it's a it's a unique game, I think, in that, you know, the, the sort of experimentation with traversal. Like, I don't know, for the people who haven't played it, like, basically, you're, you're sort of flying through the air, but it's not just you're flying, like you would think. You're, like changing the way gravity works hence the name gravity rush and you can basically just say hey turn gravity off and then you're like flying like falling through the air and then you can stop and then turn gravity on and then you're like floating there kind of or whatever and then you can sort of like fall and and stuff too it gets really really weird and i totally get your point about you know not wanting to get sick or anything like that it's an unorthodox platformer um with action elements to it it's yeah yeah so any luck finding it no um, luck on Spotify. No luck. No luck on Okay. Yeah, it's probably not on there. But play um, the games and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. Those, I think, like I said, the first one's at home on Vita. The second one did not come to Vita because Sony hates the Vita. But um, you can find <laughs> both of them on PS4. Um, so a little game I wanted to talk about. Um, one that a, I feel like a lot of people probably forgot about is one called Brutal Legend. And yes! It's that, it's that game starring Jack Black, and it's just this, like, open-world, like, sort of over-the-top action game, but it's all themed towards metal music. <laughs> and so, fittingly, the soundtrack is all metal music. And, like, there's a lot of metal on there that, like, I'm... It's kind of, like, you know, before my time, so, like, I, I can't really relate to it. But there are a few bands on there that I just wanted to shout out. Like, uh, there's a Mastodon song on there um, called Oblivion, which you can just find that on Spotify. Fantastic. Um, so, and then Death Clock, uh, which is sort of, <laughs> so Death Clock, it's a, it, you know, the show Metalocalypse, it's on Adult Swim. Death Clock, Death Clock is the band in Metalocalypse, and it's this sort of, like, joke band, it's like a joke death metal band, and they all are, like, caricatures of famous death metal musicians. So, like, the singer is, a, a Nathan Explosion is a, is a caricature of, uh, George the Corpse Grinder Fisher from, from Cannibal Corpse. Uh, and it's just a silly show. And anyway, Death Clock has a, a song on there called Mermaider. It's a song about murdering somebody underwater, I think. So <laughs> all of my song, all of my. Wow, what's wrong with you right now? Yeah. Are you okay? Anybody. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> and, and then, of course, Jack Black lending his fantastic vocals to the Tenacious D song, The Metal. Yes. Um, and, dude, that game, like. I don't know how they could bring that back, but it, they need to in some way. Brute Legend Two, please, or some, or yeah, I just feel like that would do so well. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe it would just be me buying it. But I thought the combat in that game was awesome. I loved like driving around and the just ridiculous car and the voice acting. It was just so funny. Jack Black is awesome, so they need to bring that back. The biggest problem uh, with that game was the RTS sections for me. Just I remember every oh, yeah. yeah. game. Just be just be an action game, please. Yeah, please, yeah, yeah, please, yeah. please. Just like Devil May Cry or something. Yeah. Like, oh my god. That yeah. would be so good. Um, so anyway, uh, Brutal Legend, awesome game, awesome soundtrack. Uh, Josh, what's your next game? Um, so I really, really, really like the uh, the music to uh, Pokemon Crystal. I say Crystal, but really Gold, Silver, Crystal. Um, I, I like the music from Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, but like I don't know. There was just something so special about the Johto games. Um, and the the... First song, one of the first songs you hear, uh, the theme for the New Bark Town, which is the first town, uh, you know, your your hometown in that game. 
uh, it just, I remember, I remember reading the sign and saying like it was a town for like new beginnings or something. And the music just really exemplified that for me. Um, I just really liked the music from gold, silver and crystal. And, um, I find myself pulling that up on YouTube, uh, here and there throughout every year and just really enjoying it. But yeah, the, 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 the music for Pokemon is always great, but like, there's always gonna be a special place in my heart for like the, the pre like modern games, like, like, like Game Boy Advance and back where it was just, you know all sided chip tuny and just yeah yeah and so i think it's important in those games uh like because when you go to like a new area it's, it's like new right so you don't know what you're what you're gonna stumble into and so like the music has to kind of go with that where it's like this inviting sound right where you're like okay i feel like i'm fine and i'm gonna go discover a cool new thing maybe right know? versus versus like when you're in like a battle or something the music is totally and that's something like this, like there's something to be said about that too the thing. battle music in my opinion never gets old and like that's important because you're hearing a, a lot of these themes are reoccurring you know they, they they happen frequently and the fact they don't really get old and they still draw on that same sense of emotion they're trying to kind of elicit is really important i think yeah yeah no i'm with you i really like the the pokemon let's go sound oh yeah too, yeah it's great yeah. I'm really, really yeah. fingers crossed hoping for Pokemon Let's Go, Totodile, and Cyndaquil. Like, that'd be so great. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Chris, what's uh, what's another game you wanted to touch on? Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, I mentioned Never this in it. our favorite games list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, this, this soundtrack is uh, amazing. It has plenty of personality. Um, just like uh, Gravity Rush, and it brings the world of hitters to life. Like Home Sweet Home is probably my favorite, one of my favorite piano tracks um, ever made. Um, is it just piano by itself? That's it. Um, pre, um, it has sweeping scores along with it, but the main yeah. thing is the piano. And then Propaganda's like this weird kind of like song with alien language, and it's um, oh, it's got it's kind of got like reggae kind of like, vibes to it. Oh wow, that yeah. sounds really cool. And it's uh, it's so many cool kind of tracks in this that are unique and you've never heard in a game before. Like yeah. uh, so, uh, for for Home Sweet Home, where when is it that you hear that track? Do you know, um, beginning near the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually at the right at right at the beginning, and then sometimes while you're going around Hillis on on your boat, uh, you can hear it, and it's just oh, it's so, so just like a Skyrim, I guess. It just feels serene. It feels beautiful. And yeah. you just get the and, chills every time you hear it. It's, oh, and and yeah. and it does a good job of sort of like, you know, matching the atmosphere. Would you oh, say? yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's interesting about that alien language. So you're, they like wrote a language, like they made up a, mm -hmm. a language just for the song, or is it like a? Lang I've never played this game, so please do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, also there's like this race kind of track where it's like really fast reggae. But it's a. <laughs> it's so weird but so cool i just want i want a, a loop of you doing that and then the new theme song right yeah our new theme song yeah yeah that that sounds interesting i really I, that alien language thing sounds awesome yeah um okay yeah and then so for my last game i wanted to talk about uh so all right <laughs> now i know chris you were you maybe wanted to talk about persona 5 but i'm going to talk about persona 4 because <laughs> i haven't played as much of persona 5 as i did 4 4 I actually got the platinum in so i know that game in and out um i think the music almost makes that game like it, can you imagine persona 4 without music no, like, i can't that it would oh. i don't know man like and like there it, it just it's well, i guess j-pop 
right? Yeah. And like I normally wouldn't be into that, but it's so catchy. It's like it's like a I don't know, man, it's like a disease. Like it gets ingrained <laughs> in you. It's crazy. Like even like I've I haven't played that game in years, but even I'll just be like, Every day is great at your June S. God damn it. Oh my god. Oh I'm trying to live my life here. And uh and like okay, so like um when you're running around in the city and it's like sunny out, there's a there's a theme song that plays. But then mm. when it's raining out, there's a totally other theme song that plays. It's just so And then when cool. it's snowing it changes too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know, man, just just pull up the soundtrack. You're it's 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 gonna get stuck in your head. Like I really like the heartbreak, 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 heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And then the battle theme's like... awesome too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I actually, I actually prefer the not battle theme songs, but the battle theme actually the there are some pretty good battles. I could just keep yeah. going on and on. They're just so catchy and just weird and Japanese mm. and so not something I would normally listen to, but. I don't know, man. Like, I think that's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Like, same. Um, like, I pre-ordered the Persona Four Dancing Game Special Edition when it was coming out for the Vita. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and um, and then I got the I got the like Vita two lives. CDs. Yeah, Vita lives. I got the two CDs. Uh, like that came as like a pre-order bonus or whatever for the special edition. Um, and man, I listened to the shit out of those albums. So yeah. Anyway, um, so that's my last game, Josh. What's the last game you want to talk um, about? This one's kind of more of a weird one because it's, it's essentially mostly licensed music. But uh, the Bioshock, I couldn't pick just one game. So I was going to say the Bioshock series. Um, if I had to pick one game, though, I'd say Bioshock 2. Um, but I, I really like really? that era of music a lot. Like it's, And, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I was well-versed in that before those games. In fact, that's part of it is I hadn't heard a lot of music from that era. And Bioshock kind of introduced me to a bunch of that stuff. But um, there's just something so special about hearing... You know, how much is that doggy in the window while you're setting someone on fire? You know, like, it's just, it's so jarring and weird. Okay, I should be scared of you guys, my God. Like... <laughs> hey, man, we're Americans, okay? <laughs> Get out of here with your Canadian stuff. I'm just Holy kidding, Chris. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know, I really, really like the, uh, just, it, it, it doesn't work, but because that it does. You know, it's just so weird hearing like, this weird, pretty, innocent, you know, 1950s and 60s music, and then just... You know, it's just violence and chaos oh. and craziness everywhere. Yeah, so so it's it's just, just so the listeners know. So it's licensed music from the fifties, like the forties and fifties, right? Uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, I think so. I don't think there's anything from the sixties or yeah, mostly oh, it's not. Oh man, I can imagine that that combination, like you said, like setting somebody on fire with that music. Oh man, that would be really interesting. Yeah, and there's like yeah. record players and, that are playing this music you know around the world and you can even turn them on and there's like you know jukeboxes and stuff um yeah and it's just oh man and like and and it's just like it's like creepy right the game because it's bioshock it's like almost like horror right but you're like walking around and finding stuff and yeah you've got that that like 50s music in the background that i've never even really like made that connection there that that that's such a good combination and it also has the other benefit of like it makes the world feel more alive you know like these people yeah didn't used to be like this. They used to be just listening to this jukebox over here and enjoying a drink at the counter that you're standing on while shooting at them or whatever. You know, it's just it's it's it really adds more life to it. Um, and I want to do a special shout out for Infinite. I am going to do my absolute 100 percentist to not like spoil anything, but it's interesting because it shows how the tears in Infinite can work because there is licensed music. Um, like one of them is God only knows from the beach boys, 
but you're hearing like oh, a barbershop funny. quartet <sighs> perform it. And those are my favorite moments. Yeah, it's game, really cool. Honestly. And there, like, there's like so memorable. Again, trying to be as careful and vague as possible, but there's a character that yeah. creates music in this world that he didn't really create all this music. Of course, he just ended up pulling it from other time periods but it's it's interesting how they went the extra you know mile to to like do that that's really cool it kind of adds personality to the world while also having like oh wait is that a beach voice i've heard this song before what is this you know it's (laughs) it's, it's really cool that's funny um so uh chris just really quickly if you can touch on why you love persona 5's soundtrack so much uh persona 5's soundtrack just uh like like the other games have a lot of personality um and it's kind of interesting because these composers are japanese but the lyrics are actually written by an um uh, benjamin franklin <laughs> the benjamin the franklin? benjamin franklin wow yeah. he, came, he came back to <laughs> write some persona that's so fucking weird <laughs> and they're, they're, they're super okay. catchy um you have the best of the j-pop with these lyrics and it's just ex- it's excellent to listen to um yeah. and i love that jazzy vibe as well i think i love oh, jazz guys i think i love man. jazz yeah i do <laughs> jazz is yeah. great yeah yeah cool we can all agree that jazz is awesome and last surprise is the battle theme from persona 5 like i think i've heard it so many times over the 100 hours of playtime i i, I played it but I, I still really love that song yeah Man, uh-huh. you, you're making me want to play all these games now. Oh, jeez, we don't have time. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, Christmas coming. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't even played so Persona those... 5 yet, but I, I intend to. But I've heard the music, and it's so good. Like, I yeah, really, so really, really like it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are some of our favorite soundtracks. And um, let's just jump into really quickly here. I know we're running a little long today. Um, just what we've been playing. Um, Chris, why don't you talk a little bit about what you've been playing? Oh, me? Okay. Um, so I've been playing a bit of Battlefield Five, a uh, little bit of the, the campaign. Uh, I like I the we characters were, we so far. We were discussing far. it earlier. Yeah, how, how are you feeling about it? Um, I like the characters so far. Their banter feels natural, and it's actually pretty funny. Um, but it's very repetitive already after like an hour in, because you're basically going in bases and trying to sabotage um, the enemy, uh, the, the Nazis from uh, getting resources yeah. or supplies to the war, and uh, it's very samey. But I don't know what what it's like for the other campaigns. Are they different at all, Joseph? Mm, like they're a little cool inclusions here and there, but for the most part, like okay, I wrote this big feature for Twinfinite back when I was with them about how I think the Battlefield Five campaign drops the ball after Battlefield One. Because Battlefield 1, I think, did a really, really good job with the characters and the pacing and, like, the... Like, I felt like you got a lot of meat in that campaign. And with this one, there are only three campaigns, or maybe there's four now. I think they might have added the the final one. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, but th- you can beat them in, like, an hour, if if that. I mean... I like that, like... I like that. Well, yeah, but when you're... Like, say you're only buying... The, like, say you don't have internet or whatever, which yeah. I know is you know it's 2018 whatever but but like if you're just getting this to play offline like i feel like you are totally not getting your money's worth that's not the audience they're going for right yeah yeah fair enough but but to me it's like well why even include a campaign if you're just gonna sort of like i don't want to say half-ass it because i don't know what went down with the development but just like it just totally does not seem that their that their efforts were put i uh i kind of disagree i kind of disagree um well i I think the set pieces (laughs) are, are fun um 
But yeah, the script is tight. I, I really like the script. And uh, I, uh, the game feels much better to me. And the graphics for these, um, like basically you're on an open world map almost. And you're going yeah. from base to base. And I'm just, I'm just impressed by the scale of these campa- the campaign itself. Um, yeah. for yeah, this I, small kind of like, do you know what I mean? Like it's a small, small snippet, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the, I, I, I really like, love the graphics from like the Frostbite engine too. So yeah, no, yeah. I think the game is beautiful. Um, I think what, part of it is just that I, I'm just tired of these military campaigns. Like, just you know, I mean, we've seen them for like you know, ten, fifteen years now, and it. I don't know. I kind of want them to do something different. Like that's why I really like Spec Ops a lot. Oh like, my god! Sort of... uh, we need to do a whole episode on Spec Ops. I love it so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the military theme is not inherently bad. It's just when it's over and over. Okay, go to the. Thing, We're doing the same the thing with it though. Formulaic, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and so, like, you know, they had to push the game back, and I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I don't know what went down there. If they, you know, I guess they had to get it out by holiday. Anyway, I kind of like what Activision uh, did, where they were like, um, statistically, a lot of people aren't playing our campaign anyway. Um, we're going to focus on what everybody really likes. I don't like yeah. that. I like, I like the campaign. No, no, I, I, I like campaigns. I'm just saying I, I like that Activision looked into it, though. And, like, I forgot the percentage, but it was, like, 10 15% of the audience. Or, oh, I think less Yeah, than it was that. a very yeah. small number. So they were like, well, everyone's playing this and this and this, so let's just go all out on these things. Okay, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm a campaign guy. I'm just saying it feels. I guess what I'm trying to say is it feels like Activision's doing a better job of listening to its fans than Dice and EA, or or maybe like making more profitable business decisions. That's really I what guess, it which, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like they... I don't know. And um, and Chris, have you jumped into the multiplayer at all for Battlefield? A little bit. I played one game of it. Yeah, um, and how do you, how do you can you talk about maybe how you, how it felt? Ah. Uh... I think the controls have been significantly improved for me. Um, it yeah. feels much smoother. Um, I'm getting less frame rate drops than I usually would with a Battlefield game. Uh, I think it looks pretty. Um, I went on this um, map with a field, like an Eng- like a French kind of field, and it looks stunning. Like very, it's very green, um, and I-, I enjoyed my time with with the conquest mode actually. So. Um, Probably yeah. be dropping back into it if you if you want to play Joseph if you have a PS4. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's, I do have a PS4. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, <laughs> Battlefield Five uh, or Battle the Battlefield games multiplayer are so much better when you've got like a squad going. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, what else have you been playing? Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm not gonna go into much. Uh, just been diving more into playing with friends and. Uh, uh, yeah, have you just... have you tried the online mode for that? No, unfortunately, no. Okay, I, I, haven't, so... I haven't tried it yet. It's it's not my own Switch. Is I'm borrowing my uh, roommate's Switch one oh, to gotcha, play gotcha. it. So yeah. Well, <laughs> one thing. So so I've been playing that too, and I've been wanting to play online, but the problem is that there's just so much lag. It's like, I mean, it's that bad. You know, yeah, like w- with a fighting game. I mean, you never want lag anyway, but with the fighting game, lag is, like, a really big deal. Mm. And I think they're working on fixing it, but right now it's, like, I don't want to say it's unplayable. You can totally, like, get through it fine, but it just doesn't feel like it's up to par, especially now that we're paying for online. So I just was curious about that. I just watched Um, a stream last night for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate by uh, by the Amayan Buckle Supreme. And um, 
it worked. It looks like it was working pretty well, and the matchmaking worked fine too. So I think maybe, they're improving it. Yeah, maybe they maybe they recently patched it because I played it a few days ago and it was still giving me a hard time. So yeah. I'm not sure. Um, was there anything else you were playing? Uh, that's pretty much it. I played a little bit of Guacamole too, but a lot of exams, um, yeah, studying yeah, yeah, and stuff have gotten in the, in the way. So I will right. be going into those games in the coming weeks. So look out. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, Josh, why don't you talk a little bit about what you've been playing? Okay, so I'm going to talk about Smash Bros. a little bit more than Chris did just because... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to give that game. Some this is my first time playing Smash yeah. Brothers. I bought the GameCube one back when I replaced my GameCube. Uh, I don't know, back around when the Wii was back when Brawl was out, and I tried to get roommates to play Melee with me. But I mean, this is in like 2012, so oh, no, man. no one yeah, wanted to play Melee on. with me, and I never played Smash Brothers. I tried playing a little bit of it myself, but I just wasn't. It didn't hit. So I just anyway. So uh, this got announced, and I heard every longtime Smash Bros. fan go, "Oh my god, this looks like the best Smash ever!" So I was like, "Okay, cool. You know what? I'm gonna get this one." And it also the, the re- man, the release window is great because yeah, like my I'll play some myself. I'll play it with my wife, but like also like I mean everybody's about to be at my wife's parents' house for Christmas soon. So like you know, we could bring the Switch over and have like big ass battles with everybody. So that'll be fun. But yeah, so anyway, I'm really excited uh, to be playing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I was talking to Chris a little bit earlier about how um, the controls feel weird to me until you, like, it's almost like they're their own language. Like, once you learn them, it makes sense. But, like, being new to it, you know, it felt kind of weird at first. But um, it's really enjoyable. It feels really, really good. I really like it. It's satisfying. It's fun. I like how it's not just a life meter. I like how it's, like, just ruin this person and try to knock them off the match. Like, I don't know. Just, it's fun. I like how it's... It's it's like sumo wrestling. Okay. Yeah, like and, and, and I like that a lot because just like Nintendo's really good at doing, like I'm just going to use Splatoon as an example. There's shooters everywhere, and they're like, let's do a shooter, but let's do our own twist on it. That's what Smash feels like. We're like, there's tons of fighting games out there, but this one feels like it's its own game. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, it's a lot of fun. I have not played online. I have a... I don't know. I <laughs> The Switch's online looks like a joke to me, so I just haven't signed up for their membership yeah i haven't even played splatoon 2 since the online became paid um yeah um and can you talk a little bit about like how how you've been progressing with the unlocks and how you feel uh, about only a couple characters? hours in so i don't have a ton of people unlocked yet but it's really fun and satisfying to be able to to do that i like it a lot yeah. um it's it's fun i'm sure i remember seeing there's ways to unlock them quicker but yeah. I, I like the natural way especially for this be my first foray um, I will say I don't quite understand some stuff yet. I'm gonna be looking into some of Polygon's guides. I don't understand what the spirits are. I don't. I don't get that. Like when I equip them, they're like they're like perks, and so there are different tiers too of like what each does and like how okay. helpful it is. Yeah, and like when you're doing the World of Light mode, there are like certain I don't know scenarios where you would want to equip different. Perks okay, I should add that, that too. That's all I've played so far as World of Light. Um. Oh, gotcha. I also gotcha. don't know how to play as somebody besides Kirby. I don't. <laughs> oh, you you, <laughs> you you unlock more characters as you go. Okay, so far I've just so, unlocked yeah, spirits. Yeah. I guess is. Yeah, you'll find more. Characters. So so spirits are like so, your, so think... your quote unquote like weapon loadouts. Unless you're playing as the character, then it's the character. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people have been complaining about the the unlock system in, in that you know they. A lot of people just want it all unlocked from the start. I kind of disagree with that. I think, uh, I think you, you know, it's fun to like have something to work towards. Um, my my complaint maybe though is just that 
you know, you just have to play, and then you get the chance to fight the, the characters. Like, I kind of like the idea of... You get to know how they would control and play and feel to be against them, you know? Like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I just kind of wish there were, there were like, uh, different requirements in order to like, sure like for example like like i don't know i think in the other games they had like you know uh fall off the map x amount of times and then you'll get the chance to to unlock the to original had character. stuff like that yeah something i don't yeah, know yeah i remember reading about codes example, but... back in the day and like <laughs> this this is gonna age me i remember reading like codes and magazines back in the day like oh if you beat the master glove guy like a hundred times then you <laughs> unlock so and so you know <laughs> The master glove guy. Master yeah. glove guy. Master glove guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but over, but overall, it seems like we're all pretty much. Yeah, it's really it, right? fun. That's oh. what I've been playing primarily. I've been really busy with work and Christmas shopping. We'll be talking about that next week, I'm sure. Yeah, and I think maybe if they fix the online a little bit more. I know, Chris, you said you were watching a streamer and that seemed fine, but uh, yeah, like yeah, if it if, if the online is like pretty good, and, and Josh, maybe if you get the membership. Maybe we can all Dude, three jump in there. That'd be fun. I need to get a switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I keep forgetting. I, I do want to say too. Right. I think Nintendo. I mean, I, I. This. It's so stupid. This has to be said. But here's the climate we are in in games. I do think it's great that the care. Like there are so there's so much packed into this sixty dollar package. Yeah. I mean, yeah, remember, you guys remember like was it was it, was it Street Fighter Four when Capcom had a bunch of characters on the disc, but you had to pay for them, and you know, I mean, oh, Nintendo yeah. could have made this like a. And- they could have cut this up into so many DLC. We, I mean, if this was any other company, everything we have right now would probably be like at least four different packs of downloadable paid content. Right. So. Yeah. Um, and then quickly, I know we're, we, we got to wrap it up here, but uh, uh, a couple games I wanted to talk about. Uh, the Messenger I've been playing. It's this sort of, uh, you know, side-scrolling 8-bit slash 16-bit. Does It looks cool great. Yeah, it looks fun. It. I want to play it. Yeah, it does this cool thing about halfway through where it uh, it changes from 8-bit to 16-bit, and you play as this, like, ninja, and you've got, like, you know, attacks and jumps, at, you know, almost a little bit of Castlevania in there, Mega Man-ish. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of a of. genre shift almost. Yeah, uh, but I love the music in it. I think it's fantastic, and I love the art, and, man, that game, that's there have been, like, a few indie games this year that have just sort of blown mm-hmm. up, and that's one of them. Um, and then the last game I just wanted to touch on quickly is uh, Katamari Damacy Reroll. Um, I don't know if you guys have played the Katamari games, but just a quick explanation. You play as this little creature thing. I don't know what he is, but you push around this ball and the ball will like grab other things like it, like things will stick to it. And as the ball gets bigger, you can grab bigger things. And that's the loop. It's just this like addicting thing. And like, so you, you, you have this like level, it's like a house or whatever, a neighborhood and you start out and you're like really tiny you're like an inch tall if that and you've got this little ball and like your goal is to just get to the size of the requirements of that of that level whatever within the allotted time so you're just like rolling around things and like you know you'll see like a big shoe or whatever and you're like oh i can't get that yet so then you'll go like roll into like you know little thumbtacks or whatever and then you'll get to the size where you can roll up the shoe and then okay now i can roll up several shoes and then now i'm the size of a bed and like it's just really really weird and then you end up rolling up the whole universe i've never played katamari but uh this being on the switch and i've heard that this this specific one's really fun i got the demo downloaded i'm gonna check it out and i'll likely end up buying it it looks really appealing and fun yeah it's really funny oh my god the art is like so like there's the the king of the cosmos he's like telling you what to do or whatever and he is just this like goofy just over the top oh man the art is so weird 
um the game controls like shit i will <laughs> i will throw that out there so just keep that in mind if you can get past that though i think you might like it um so that's all that's basically all of it and a little bit of smash and pokemon of course oh i forgot to um, mention i've been playing below i just started playing that oh yeah quickly quickly talk about that because that's one that has been in development for like six years yeah or it's uh first i want to mention too in case anyone's in the fence if you've got an xbox it's on game pass um, it, it launched in Game Pass. I don't know if it'll be in there permanently. It's not Microsoft published, so that I don't think it would be. But it's in there right now. And they always give you a heads up when it's about to leave, like a month in advance. Like I wish Netflix did. And um, it's 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 really fun. It's oh man, it's so atmospheric. So you start off, and it's got like a five minute long cutscene that just draws you in. Um, you first just see clouds and darkness, and it's raining and thunder and just thunder and lightning. And it's oh, it's so pretty. And uh, it, it, the camera eventually pans down. You're like, there's this, there's this ship moving in the water. And then a couple minutes, same kind of stuff. You know, the clouds, thunder, rain, and the ship's moving. And then it, the camera kind of zooms in a little bit. And then this little tiny your character is very small. Uh, I mean, the 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 styles. You know, it's a top down. He gets out of the ship, right, and you just right. start. You're, you're on the shore, and that's it. There's no explanation given. Um, it really reminds me. I'm getting like vibes from like Limbo and like uh, uh, Inside. I mean, not not gameplay, but I mean, like as far as like how uh, minimal it is, you know, um, mm-hmm. like aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically, yeah. And uh, but it's 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 uh, it reminds me of like uh, Zelda, where like you know, um, it's not an RPG, but you're 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 going around and you're slashing enemies, and you're I've got a bow, and um, it's like a little puzzly. Like I'm only like the first hour in, but it's I'm definitely it's grabbed me. It's really good. Um, and it's what what's the and so is it like a roguelike kind of deal? Oh, or? I I don't I don't know. I know that sounds weird, but I was I I remember hearing that. It, I remember he, I think I heard something like that. It was, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I um, heard that too. Well, maybe report back next week after you've put a little bit more into it and and talk more about it because that's one that I've I've been so curious about because it's been in development for so long and just like it went radio silent we never heard from yeah it that was one of the announcements yeah. that they said at uh the game awards it was pretty much like oh and this is launching on xbox uh you know like like uh, game pass whatever like tomorrow like or you know whatever and that was everybody was like holy crap and that's what that's what uh i remember hearing about it but if they hadn't announced it then I, it might have flown under my radar because it was kind of a quiet release other than that you know right but yeah i'll, I'll report right, back right, right. but yeah it's it's really exciting so far i would definitely at least recommend checking it out um yeah, especially Xbox One Game Pass. Owners. Yeah, and if you don't have Game Pass, if you've never had it before, you can get a free two-week trial. And if you don't have it, but you've had it before, you can do... Right now, they've got a deal for a dollar for a month, and they do that deal quite a bit. I usually end up getting it for, like, a dollar a month here and there, or like, you know, $10 for three months. That, But, yeah, it's standard price is $10, and it includes over 200 games. So it's it's a great value, just standard price, too. And below is right. forty bucks. So even if you're like, all I'm gonna do is play play below, and that's it. I mean, hey, that's you, you can just buy a month and you know play that. But right. Um, okay. Well, we need to wrap things up because we're about to record our game of the year episode after this, and that's probably gonna gonna be a lengthy discussion. So um, thank you everybody for joining us here for episode four of the games list. Chris, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Penwell Writes on Twitter and uh, maybe Vega Games. Yeah. Do you have anything in the works at Bago Games that you can talk about? Um, I'm working on a Desert Child review. I'm working on a bunch of things. So just like I've been so back backlogged recently. That I need yeah, to, yeah, yeah. In the college, soon I'll lot, have yeah. some stuff out. So cool, keep a look cool. out. Um, and what about you, Josh? Uh, at Mr. Josh online? Nichols on Twitter, um, where I primarily just talk about games and cats. <laughs> games and cats. I like that. <laughs> 
Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. And I recently just got hired on as a news writer on PlayStationLifestyle.net. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'll be doing that. Uh, I'll be writing a lot of articles for that. So you can check that out there. Um, thank you again, everybody. And stay tuned for our Game of the Year discussion. Uh, whenever that goes live, we're still working on figuring that out. But appreciate you uh, staying here with us. Take care. Bye.